I'm Agent Phil Coulson with the Strategic Homeland Intervention Enforcement and Logistics Division. That's quite a mouthful. I know. We're working on it. Welcome to another episode of Agents of Shieldcast. I am Colonel Chaos, aka Chipsella, and joining me as always, the one, the only, the amazing, the astonishing Agent Andy Ant Man Urquhart. How you doing, Agent? Well, this week I, I ate far too much candy and drank far too much booze. <laughs> that we can't, I can't believe I just said candy sweets. <laughs> what? You don't use the word candy over there in uh, Scotland? Not unless we're eating candy sticks. Which are like little cigarette packet stick things <laughs> of sugar. <laughs> yeah, I remember those things as a kid. They were nasty. They're yeah, nastier they're than real cigarettes, I think. Yep. <laughs> yep. Oh, 100%. <laughs> but that it, that's what candy is in Scotland? Yep, candy sticks. Um, basically, everything else we call the sweets. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Candy here encompasses anything. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, that isn't a baked good and sweet. I think. Mm. From you know lollipops to chocolate bars to all right. <laughs> uh, did Did you have a good Halloween chip? I did. Um, you know, I only I think I only scared one person in my Venom hoodie. <laughs> And, you know, I, I had a Halloween party at my mom's house the night before. I was kind of mm-hmm. telling a couple of people, I said, uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of nervous because uh, I have a three-year-old niece. Mm. And, you know, I kind of walked into the house wearing the Venom hoodie, fu- you know, fully uh, zipped up. <laughs> it, it's, it's hard to breathe in that thing. It's also mm-hmm. kind of yeah. hard to see. It does have mesh. So, I mean, for eyes, so you can see through it, but breathing, yeah, not so much. Um, you know, I walked in the house or when they all, and nobody was really there, but because they were all out doing some games, I guess, in the garage or something. So they all come in and, you know, I quickly zip up and uh, uh, my two nephews kind of, you know, step back for a second. The three-year-old, my three-year-old niece, yeah, she could care less. <laughs> you know, it, I, 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 I was worried that one of two things could have happened. She was either going to scream uh, and be terrified or punch me in the balls. <laughs> Fortunately, she did neither. Because if they made me take off the Venom hoodie, 
I had an equally scary Venom t-shirt on underneath. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty much almost the same uh, graphic, except uh, it actually glows in the dark. So, oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, uh, li- usually we get somewhere around 100 pe- kids at our house. This mm. year we, we I got maybe 65. Because mm. we did have to open a third box of... Uh, Candy, mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, we bear. I mean, I think we uh, only uh, gave out like five from that third box, and we give the big bars here. Mm. We, we're 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 not uh, cheap on Halloween. We, you, you get the big <laughs> bars, but everyone's thinking that maybe because uh, it was on a Saturday, kids were dragged to parties, whatever. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, we had a good time. Actually, in my house, we call it Barkoween. Barkoween, because my dog, for three hours on Saturday night, sings us the song of her people. <laughs> How is she with the fireworks, by the way? Uh, not a fan. No. Not. I, I think her hearing's kind of starting to go, because it doesn't bother her as much as it used to, but... Uh, mm. Yeah, no, she, I mean, when she was younger, she would, like, go hide under the dining room table or something. My dog loves them. Like, we've started getting them over the last few days, yeah. and she'll, like, she doesn't bark or anything. She'll just, like, every time one goes off, she'll, like, perk her ears up and, like, run to the window and look at it. Oh, wow. <laughs> She's like, ooh. <laughs> so, yeah, we can't take her out because she'll try and get them. <laughs> My dog used to be that way with sprinklers. Like, the neighbors <laughs> would have sprinklers. And she'd just go run over and, like, try and bite them and get all soaked. It was, it was funny when she was she was younger. So, nice. <laughs> all right. Yeah, I, did, I did dress up for Halloween as well, Chip. Oh, and what did you go as? Yeah, I was dressed up as Nathan Drake. Nice. Um, nice. There, there are, well, we have a couple of photos around somewhere. I, I don't think I posted them on my Facebook, but I, I, I shall. They're not really relevant to, to Shield, so I'm not bothered <laughs> putting them, them there, but... But I, I, we had like a, a fancy dress party that was uh, video game themed. Mm-hmm. So like I, I was Nathan Drake and my wife and daughter was uh, Ash and Pikachu from Pokemon. Okay. And I, it was like it was uh, one of my friends was dressed up as Faith from Metal's Edge, which is a very cool costume. And one of my one of my mom and dad's friends showed up dressed as the guy from Jetpack. Okay, that's an interesting <laughs> yeah. obscure and, uh, wife, reference. I know, and his wife came as a paper boy. <laughs> okay, cool. I was like, wow, cool, good effort. <laughs> but yeah, it was good fun. Diane went, uh, I don't know if she was going as Superman or Supergirl, <laughs> but she she went and found a, I think it was a Superman t-shirt with a Supergirl cape. Mm. So. <laughs> Let's go with Supergirl, Chip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so, all right. Uh, I guess we should get into some news. Yes. All right, we'll, we'll do the squirrel girl, yeah, squirrel girl story first. Because yeah. it's kind of odd and it really doesn't, it may or may not play some significance in uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm-hmm. So, apparently, uh, Marvel has demutinized her. Yes, they, they've retconned Squirrel Girl's uh, origin story, which was that she was a mutant. 
and she's now not a mutant. They haven't said specifically what she is, whether she's an inhuman or just a, a, a meta-human or an accident gave her her powers or whatever, but yeah, or someone someone had an altercation with a squirrel. Um, but they, yeah, she's, they've said she's not a mutant. So they haven't said what she is, though. No, no. I would assume she's an inhuman, though, surely. Because, I mean, unless she got bitten by a radioactive squirrel when she was a baby. <sighs> yeah, her mom's into bestiality or something. Yeah. Right? <laughs> um, the significant. I mean, the significance of this is by making by making her not a mutant is that she mm-hmm. would be fair game for either uh, an a, a Marvel Cinematic Universe appearance, whether it's mm-hmm. in a television show or. Uh, movie. The thing is, it's Squirrel Girl. I really don't give a shit. <laughs> I, I, I don't like the comic. I tried reading. I, I don't like I don't like Goofy. Um, it's just I don't. I mean, I just I'm just not a fan of the character. Although I do, th- you know, we were looking while we were uh, researching this tonight. It's like. Yeah, I think I have her first appearance. I kind of remember those pages you were look that they showed showing her first appearance, and it's like, mm. yeah, because I think it was something to do with the Great Lake Avengers, which mm-hmm. are a joke, anyways, in my opinion. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, not a, I'm just not a fan. Yeah, I'm not not a big fan of the the character, to be honest. She. When I when I remember reading her, it was always as Luke Cage and Jessica Jones as Nanny, mm-hmm. and I I enjoyed reading her as that. Like she was a bit part player in it. Mm-hmm. But like that's the only thing that I can think of that they're planning to use her in the TV show and the way that they can get around the Fox thing is that, or I don't know how that's going to work. But anyway, they, is that they just demutinize her? Yeah. And she had, she's never been an X Man as far as far as I know. No, not that I'm aware of. Um, like I said, it's Squirrel Girl. It'll be interesting to see. You know, I mean, we know that Marvel is still at war with Fox, at least to an extent, mm-hmm. and is killing off all of the Fox characters in one way or another. You know, they're about to have their big, uh, uh, another big mutant uh, cleansing. With mm-hmm. the with the up with the recent uh, storyline that they're going to start, but um, yeah, at the end of the day, it's fucking Squirrel Girl. <laughs> I don't think anybody cares about Squirrel Girl. I'm sorry for all the Squirrel Girl fans out there. I'm just not one of them. I I care about seeing her as Luke Cage and Jessica Jones as nanny and yeah. in, in no other capacity. Yeah. So, all right. Moving on, something that we actually care about. Um, <laughs> there were a couple leaked photos of uh, Dominic. Is it Dominic Cumberbatch? <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch. Benedict yeah. Cumberbatch. Yeah. Uh, as do- from the Doctor Strange set, it really doesn't show all that much. Nah, I wouldn't say he's even. Uh, he's not in like a Doctor Strange costume or anything like that. No. He's uh, very much in uh, street clothes, I would say. Yeah, 
but uh, somebody was able to snap a couple of photos before the Marvel uh, goon squad beat him senseless. And yeah. if you've ever been to New York Comic Con, uh, and you know, I refer to him as the Goon Squad. You want to call them uh, <laughs> Shield agents, whatever you want to call. I think they call them Shield agents at the thing. Uh, mm-hmm. These guys, you do not want to screw with. Mm-hmm, yeah, <laughs> I mean, they are Marvel is serious as a heart attack when it comes to all this stuff. Uh, I've gotten to see a, a few Marvel pressers now, and uh, they are. I think I was. Pl- I think it was at um, the animated press conference. I was like trying to finish up a round of puzzle quest, mm-hmm. and uh, th- I, I they came and uh, told me to shut off my phone immediately. I mean, and they they were not friendly. Mm, yeah. They were polite, but they were stern about it. It's like, shut the phone down now. No please or no sorrow or anything? I, there was probably a please. Uh, it was <laughs> it was more, you know, I think my wife poked, because I'm looking down at the phone, trying to finish around, mm. and uh, she kind of poked it, gave me a poke, and it's like, and they're here now, and it's like okay. <laughs> so, but um, so you know, getting photos like that out onto the internet, yes, uh, I'm sure Marvel isn't happy about it. But mm. it really doesn't reveal anything. Um, oh, he's got long, longish hair on it, and yeah. he has a beard. Yeah, and it's it's what you'd expect. It's kind of a non-story. But, I mean, it was cool that somebody was able to get a, a picture out. Yeah, and, and I do like that they are starting to film it and that it is becoming a reality. <laughs> yeah. And finally, a movie I'm really, I really can't wait for because I really did like the first one. And it's probably one of my fa- all-time favorite movies. Uh, Palm... Clementif's mystery role in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 is revealed. And I posted this from comicbookmovie.com and it mm-hmm. looks like she's going to be playing Mantis. Yes. One of the most we... obscure screwed up characters in Marvel history. <laughs> and we've spoken about Mantis a couple yeah. of times on the show before. Like we, I'm sure we speculated at one point that Sky was going to be Mantis. Yes. <laughs> we did. Yeah, Mantis is quite cool, and she's uh, intrinsically linked with the with the Guardians, and well, that inter- that iteration of the Guardians, anyway. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I'm I have not gone back to because they kind of retconned her, as far as I know. Mm. But um, the she was a character that I believe was created by Steve Englehart, who uh, did some very trippy surreal hippy dippy things with the avengers and captain america in the 70s mm-hmm. he also wrote a series uh that that was done in epic comics in i want to say the 80s yeah the 80s called coyote which was another uh off the wall uh kind of existential series at the time that's what i kind of remember him from and i remember reading a couple of interviews with him i want to say it was in 
some comic book magazine, maybe the Wizard. Mm-hmm. Uh, back when Wizard was really deep into comics, um, and, and they they actually did talk to him about Mantis and his run on the Avengers, where at the end of his run. Mantis and the swordsman get married, and then she becomes the ce- celestial Madonna mm-hmm. and goes off into space. Hmm. I've never read this series, uh, his, his run in Avengers, because it actually predates me reading my uh, re- uh, reading comic books, because I started in about 76 or 77. So, it is something worth reading. And then she kind of just got re I mean, I read through the the Guardian's first run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she just kind of pops up in there without much of an explanation whatsoever. So Yeah, in, she just kind of comes into the team, yeah. So, I mean, that, they'll probably just do something similar to that in the movie. I'm gonna guess that one of the one of the crossover series that was going on at that time. And I honestly, I I know I read a couple of them. So mm-hmm. one of the cosmic uh, storylines that they had going, maybe she got reintroduced there. Hmm. But she's basically an American Vietnamese martial artist with some, I think, telekinetic ability. Um, yep, I can't, I can't remember now. It's been, been a couple of years since I read that. Half Vietnamese, half German. Uh, I'm, this is coming from the comicbookmovie.com. Uh, she's half Vietnamese, half German martial arts with links to the Cree. So, uh, you know, it's a character that more or less has a blank slate, so Gunn can kind of run crazy with her. Mm-hmm, yeah. So... It will. Um, it's 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 a it's in, an interesting character to pick. I, I I don't think it's the character we wanted him to pick. Yeah, I'd kind of rather they brought in like uh, Moondragon and Philavale. Yeah, or Adam Warlock. Uh, well, obviously Adam Warlock. <laughs> you just kind of think that they're saving him. Mm-hmm. For something else, I, I don't know. Like maybe they're gonna make him like the baddie in this movie, and then he's gonna turn to be good, and then they'll team up for Infinity War with the Avengers. Don't know, because so, they haven't said who the the villain's gonna be mm-hmm. in Guardians Two, have they? No, they haven't. Although we we can probably assume that it's gonna be Star Lord's dad, based on. Like the stuff that happened in the, the last movie at the end. I don't... Well, they won't say who oh, Star-Lord's gonna... dad is. I mean, Star-Lord's yeah. dad in the comic book is pretty much a dick. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so, if it's not... And I can't remember who his... I can't remember the name of his dad right now. But his dad basically is the king of a planet. It's... G Sun Spartak, something like that. Yes, there you go. And Jason, the king of Spartak, mm. I think is what it is. And yeah. Spartak, Spartak, however you want to say it, 
is basically a quote-unquote heavy hitter in uh, the universe. You know, right up there with the Shi'ar and mm. uh, the various, ra- the Kree. Um, and it's like, also, he just kind of appeared after years of, you know, all the various cosmic and alien uh, races. And they, they just kind of got inserted themselves that they're one of the the movers and shakers. You know, he's part mm-hmm. of the quote-unquote cartel or the alliance. And, you know, all of a sudden he decrees that all the planets will uh, keep Earth, off, you know, Earth is off limits. And, you know, that's kind of where the latest run of Guardian starts with uh, Star-Lord saying, screw you, Dad, and going, going back to Earth mm-hmm. right away. Yep. And... Uh, kind of uh, ignoring this protocol that his dad has decreed. And then then we get into stuff with the Shi'ar and the <clears throat> crossover with, what, what, what do they call themselves? The all-new original X-Men, the X-Men that have been brought from oh, the, the past ones. to the future. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I think it's all-new X-Men, yeah. Yeah. And I, I enjoyed those stories to an extent, but, you know, it's kind of like Gotham with baby Batman. <laughs> Do we really need these characters? So, um, I, that, that's a movie that I just can't wait for, though. I, I mean, I really mm. enjoyed uh, the original Guardians movie, and I gotta say, you know, I'm probably looking forward to that more than Civil War and Infinity Gauntlet. Oh, I'm looking forward to Civil War much more than that. Especially, <laughs> mostly because like the Winter Soldier was so good. The Winter Soldier was good. And I just... I have a feeling they're going to screw... You know, I just... It's a very different Civil War than the comic book. Oh yeah, 100%. Like it seems to be civil war in, in name only from yes. from what we've been hearing so yes. far. But that that's not necessarily a bad thing. Like Age of Ultron was Age of Ultron in name only. It took absolutely no inspiration from the comic book. And the, the Age yeah. of Ultron comic book, I don't know if you've I don't know if you've read it, Chip, but it's, no, it's not a particularly it's not a particularly great story and like Age of Ultron wasn't the greatest movie ever, but it was far better. It was a far better story than the comic book of the same name. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm just kind of, I, it'll be interesting, but Civil War is a storyline that I've read. Hmm. And, you know, a lot of times, I, I guess the best way to put it is, you know, the book is always better than the movie. Yeah, certainly the case for most, <laughs> for most things. So... You know, see, I guess it comes down to the fact that, you know, seeing uh, the story that you read come to life, it just doesn't, um, it doesn't live up to what you expected. It doesn't live up to your expectations. Yep. So, uh, so I don't know. I, I mean, I like the Guardians. It, I thought it was just absolutely a visual feast. 
they did a great job. It was, you know, you kind of had that goofy comedy thing going uh, at the right points, but then you also had just a fantastic cosmic story. Um, mm, absolutely. So we'll, we'll see. I mean, Winter Soldier did blow me away. And it was so much better than the first Captain America movie. So, mm-hmm. okay. Uh, but you are taking now a, an iconic Marvel storyline and trying to shoehorn it into a two-hour movie. But, but I mean, you could, argue that the Winter, you could argue that the Winter Soldier storyline was uh, an iconic story as well because mm. it, like Bucky had been dead for years and years and they brought him back and they did it successfully. Yeah, but it really wasn't about Bucky. I mean, he was in there, he appears. Uh, the Winter Soldier... It was the Winter Soldier in name only. Yes, they brought the character into the universe. But he was barely used. Well, I mean, I, I don't, have you read that? You, have you read that no. series? The, right, well, it, they did touch on pretty much all the sort of main points mm-hmm. that were in, in that comic book series, like all this kind of brainwashing and like mm-hmm. how he'd been an assassin for years and that sort of stuff. So they did a, they did a good job of like hitting all the, the main points in the head and telling the sort of the backstory for the Winter Soldier and where he'd been for all the years. I don't know if it had as much gravitas coming in the movie because obviously it was only a couple, say, a couple of years in terms of (laughs) our time, but in in their time it was like 70 years. But obviously in comic book time it was a lot longer than that where uh, Bucky was dead for. And like he was one of the characters that people thought they would never bring him back. Like it was like Bucky and Uncle Ben, they're they're forever dead, they'll never come back. And Uncle Ben hopefully will never come back. But <laughs> Gwen Stacy's the other one, but she is popping up in alternate universes and all sorts now. And Spider Gwen, yeah, the Spider Gwen, who's actually quite a good character. Um, she's but yeah, very popular. Yeah, she is. <laughs> and I'd be surprised if we don't see her show up at some point in the Spider-Man movie universe type thing going on. But um. Bucky, they managed to bring him back, and they did a good job of it, and they made him an interesting and relevant character. And they, I thought they pulled it off well in the movie. And it'll be interesting to see how his arc goes through Civil War as well. Yes. Because you would expect if, you know, I mean, uh, I, I damn it, I always get the Chris's mixed up. Chris... <laughs> It's not Chris him. Evans is Captain Chris America. Evans, all right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Chris Evans is going to be Captain America in Infinity War, but come yep. Phase Four, do we get Fell Cap or do mm-hmm. we get Bucky Cap? Yep. Or do we get somebody else entirely? You know, um, I'll be back and uh, I'm going to leave for a second because uh, and uh, if you hear me scream. Uh, as I told Andy, I think I tore something in my knee. I'm off to the doctor tomorrow, so I can barely walk. But I do have the quote-unquote new Marvel poster that I got at mm-hmm. Comic-Con. And I want to say that in that poster, Captain America is a girl. But hang on. I'll be back in oh, okay. 30 seconds. Hang on. I'm going to okay. mute so I'm... you don't hear me scream as I stand <laughs> up here. <laughs> no worries. And um, for me personally... um. I do like Falcon Cap, but 
Bucky Cap, I'd love to see them go down that route because he's a bit more of a kind of visceral Captain America. He still holds all the ideals and stuff like that of Cap, but he's not afraid to kind of let his anger shine through that wee bit more. And he's a little bit more violent than your regular Cap. So I'd I'd love to see Bucky Cap, and obviously he's got the fucking cool metal arm. Okay, and he looks I'm back. badass holding the shield. Yeah. Uh, no, it is. It's it's foul cap in this poster. Okay. <laughs> but Steve Rogers is there, and older than shit. Yeah, it's old, old man Rogers. Yeah. Yeah, old man Rogers. And uh, is there anyone else interesting in this poster? Yeah. Spider is it, Gwen well, is in it. Coulson is in the poster. Nice. Um, I real I don't know who did the art on this, but I'm not a fan. Um. <laughs> Yeah, you know, they have She-Thor. I don't mm. know if you saw it uh, last week, but it was kind of creepy. It was actually a couple weeks ago I saw it on Facebook. And it was where uh, Cap and Thor kiss. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just weird, yeah. You know, I, I, I'm thinking that uh, Joe, who is it, Joe Casada or Michael Brett Bendis, started this plan years ago to just have that one scene where Captain America and Thor have a kiss. Mm -hmm. Yep. Well, I mean, that will sell sell copies of the book. (laughs) Yeah, that certainly will. And that's because, you know, now we have Mm She-Thor. Is it Jane Foster? Yeah, it's Jane Foster. And uh, Sam Wilson... Uh, aka the Falcon, aka the new Captain America. So, mm. um, it's interesting. I'm I'm looking at the I'm looking at this poster. They don't have the new uh, Korean Hulk in here yet. Oh, um, Amadeus Cho. The, yeah. the, was it the totally awesome Hulk or whatever? Yeah, he, he, he's not Which in the a, poster. It's a terrible name for uh, for his Hulk because he is a very very smart man. Or I don't. You would be a man now, I suppose. Uh, but he is very, very smart. So to have him like totally awesome, it makes him seem like some kind of surfer dude. Yeah, it does. He is coming to uh, Puzzle Quest, by the way. Yeah, I did see that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, that was in your interview, I think. Yep. Yep. Um, Which you can find on the uh, the B Team Podcast yes. uh, YouTube page. Yeah, and my new video for Contest of Champions went up late last week as well. Thanks. So, um, so I, you know, I don't know. Uh, changing all these char- characters, uh, do do I have a preference for towards uh, who would be the next Cap? I think I want to go with Falcon Cap. I mean, I okay. like Sam Wilson. Mm. Uh, the Bucky thing, just I don't know. He he just has not grown on me. Maybe I haven't read enough with him in it, um, but you know, I, I just haven't be, I, I haven't been a fan of the Winter Soldier so far. Mm. All right. We should probably get into this week's episode, Andy. Yeah, definitely, because yeah. there was a, a lot happened, and this, this was the fiftieth episode of Agents of Shield. Yep, they're and they're catching we, up to us, Andy. <laughs> uh, they're not even they're not even halfway. <laughs> <laughs> We're outpacing them two to one. <laughs> More than two to one, but yeah. 
but yeah, so we should definitely get into this episode. So right. this is, uh, yeah, there wasn't any other news stories, I don't think, was there? I don't recall seeing anything. No. Um, so this episode is uh, season three, episode six of Agents of Shield, which was called "Among Us Hide." Right. So this this week um, was basically a continuation of two weeks ago. What happened? The events that happened at the end of that episode, where the, the convenience store blew up and things like that. So we kicked off with uh, Andrew being rushed into the Shield base on a trolley. Apparently, he's managed to survive and is not dead as we had thought. If you remember. We said, yep, he's definitely dead. That was him lying in a pool of blood on the floor. So he's not dead at all. He's alive. And he seems relatively unscathed, considering that he was just in an explosion. And, and I kind of put this just down to shield logic. Like, he was able to talk, and he didn't seem too badly burned. Like, his flesh wasn't hanging off his face or anything like that. But he, he did seem a bit battered and bruised, kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he details to... To the team, what happened? Uh, basically, Werner von Strucker, who was undercover as one of his students, uh, approached him in a store with two hydrogens. <laughs> Coulson has, tells me that it was not her fault. Uh, Coulson had a shield agent tailing him, who had helped him out by taking out one of the hydro guys, and he was unfortunately then taken out as well. Uh, Werner's lighter dropped, and the place exploded. But Andrew somehow managed to make out alive just before the place exploded and he also mentions that he can't see how Werner would have made it out alive though we already saw two weeks ago that Werner definitely did make it out alive because we saw him run away from the explosion yep which had me a bit confused <laughs> and uh, but I mean if he's gone through a traumatic event like an explosion something like that he could be a little bit out of whack and mm-hmm. be confusing events and he may not have seen uh, the guy escape either. Uh, we'll, we'll come. We'll come back to to this scene later, though. But um, he uh, he seems kind of worried about Ward coming after him. Uh, May leaves the room and bumps into Hunter on her way out in the corridor, and she's pretty pissed at him for endangering Andrew, for well, for number one endangering Andrew, and for number two not killing Ward when he had the chance. Because although he did, he did tag him with a, a bullet, he did not manage to kill him. Yeah, he only got... It, it was a flesh wound. Yeah. Tis but a flesh wound. You can't kill Grant Ward that easily. Damn straight. <laughs> uh, Coulson uh, appears and he takes Hunter off the ward assignment and May wants to go after him. And Coulson asks her, are you back? She's like, yeah, I'm back. <laughs> this made my wife very happy. She's like, oh, thank God, May's back. <laughs> is it? I don't know. That, we've kind of missed May being around the team. Although she's been in the episodes, we've not seen her in, like interacting with the team and stuff. And she has that snark. Yes, that the, team. the sneer. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we then see Ward's new Hydra moving into a, a brand new base. Well, not brand new. It's like a old dilapidated warehouse, but it's new to them. Pre pre loved, probably found it on Craigslist. Uh, Ward uh, Ward his uh, second in command, whose name I cannot remember again. What is this guy's name? The big bald English guy. Oh, is it Kebo? Kebo, Ke- that's Kibo. it. Kebo, Kebo. So he berates Kebo for allowing Hunter to get so close to him, and Kebo mentions how the how Hunter killed the man in order to get close to Ward. 
Ward's like, well, they all want him dead that badly. Like, all the agents. Which is, yeah, you could pretty much say, that downtown man, yeah, they all do. Yeah. I think that's fair. And they also mentioned that now they have this dangling thread of Werner von Strucker kicking about out there somewhere. He's either been captured, killed, or he's on the run. Uh, but he knows too much to be left out in the wild, so Ward sends Kibo off to find him. Now, back at the S.H.I.E.L.D. base, <laughs> it's crazy Daisy Theory time. She thinks that Lash knew where the truck was because he is, in fact, in the ATCU. And Coulson says, well, that's a scary thought. And we, she, we had She's been theory. listening to our show, Andy. I yes, mean, I think. Because that was that, one of your asinine theories. Yes, that was one of our theories, <laughs> yes, that he was in the ATCU. And there's another thing that happens later on in the episode, which Mac was clearly listening to the show as well, because Mac gets a theory later. So it's all about the theories now in Age of the Shield, and they're clearly just stealing our ideas. Yep. So we, 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 uh, we, want, we want writing credits. <laughs> yeah. We want yeah, writing credits. Yeah. Yeah, just at the, at the end of each show. Do you know what we sh- they should have us on immediately after the show to do uh, the, yeah. you know, like the Talking Dead yep. does? Yep, I, I, I think we should be. They did, <laughs> they did name next week's episode after me. <laughs> um, what's next week's episode called? Okay, I can't remember. Chaos Theory. <laughs> Chaos Theory, oh, of course, yeah. yep. <laughs> nice. So this is your theory next week, Chip. <laughs> it's all about the theories now on Agents of Shield. But yeah, so Coulson says it's a scary thought that he may be in the ATCU. But Coulson doesn't have time to worry about that because he's off on a date with Rosalind today to see her secret base and see what he can find out. Uh, Daisy, meanwhile, is going to keep digging into Lash's identity, but she's to keep it off of Rosalind's radar because Coulson needs her to trust him today. Daisy reckons that he might be getting a little bit too attached to her and he claims that he's not he's learned how not to do that as part of his job. I'm like, okay, that's pretty cold, Coulson, because he seems to be like really warm towards her. So I mean if that's all an act, he's, it's a pretty good act. Hmm. Yeah. I, I, I think mean, I think he I think he likes her and he's just not telling the, the others about it. That's, I think that's. I think uh, there's a little of both. Mm. Uh, we then see um, May confronting Bobby about Hunter and <laughs> about Hunter fighting her battles for her. And May all of a sudden just starts fighting Bobby. She's like shoves up against the wall and starts. They start fighting. <laughs> and Bobby's like, okay, you're upset. And, and they fight for a little bit. And. Uh, Bobby eventually manages to knock May down, and Bobby passed the May test. <laughs> this was all just a, li- a little test to see if she was uh, mission ready, which, uh, yeah, she passed May's test, so she's good to go. Wheels up in 20. <laughs> uh, Hunter go. Hunter wants to go with them, but Bobby kind of shoes him away, and he doesn't say the thing this time, which is obviously, don't die, and we'll, we'll, we'll come back to that later, because I think we did a message regarding that, yeah. Um, So, May and Bobby take off to, take off in the the plane to go and find Ward, basically. Uh, They have discovered that there was only three bodies that were recovered from the scene of the explosion, and Andrew had mentioned that there were four people there, and they've worked out that the person that's missing was uh, Andrew's transfer student, 
who was operating under an alias and is in fact Werner von Strucker, son of Baron von Strucker. We already knew this, but this is a little bit of a revelation to the, the shield people. And if they can find Werner, then he's, he'll basically lead them back to war. They can trace him back. Uh, they found that one of the old bank accounts that Shield has been monitoring, which was mentioned a, a couple of times in previous episodes, was uh, one of the bank accounts was recently accessed in the Cayman Islands. And uh, May asks Bobby how her Mandarin is, and she replies, "Niga Shoa," which uh, me, apparently means "You tell me." <laughs> that was, that Very was my good, Andy. Mandarin. Very good. <laughs> I promise, no more Mandarin. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, Werner von Strucker, we then see Werner von Strucker meeting with a mysterious American man who was apparently a friend of his father. Um, this guy knows who Ward is and he mentions that everyone has a history and he also tells Werner that he will handle everything. Uh, we'll come back to this guy in a little bit because um, I've got some more information on, on him and who he is and whatnot. Okay. Um. Coulson, uh, we, so then we then cut over to Coulson, who gets picked up by Rosalind, and she has to pick him up on the corner because she <laughs> he won't tell her where the shield base is. <laughs> I love, I love the way they're, I love the two of them together. Mm-hmm. It's like kind of like one minute is flirty and the next minute is like dead serious uh, spy talk, <laughs> which is which is just an awesome dynamic that they've got going. Uh, Rosalind then gets a call and tells Coulson that it's an emergency and they'll have to reschedule. So her uh, car pulls over, but Coulson's like, nope, I'm not going anywhere. Just sits there. I'm not going anywhere. I'm coming with you. Uh, So he decides that he's coming with her to her emergency and then they can go and see the base. And uh, she says to her driver, oh, take me home. Which I kind of assumed was uh, like, oh, take me back to home base and she was just trying to stall Coulson or like go, oh, you can't come because there's been an explosion in the lab or some crap like that. But um, back at the shield base, meanwhile, Fitz is making some fake IDs for Bobby and May, whilst Hunter is desperately trying to find something to do and trying to help him. He's being a pest. He's being a pest, yes. (laughs) Um, Fitz, at the same time, is also running uh, some portal simulations in the background, but this is not distracting him from his his job. Uh, Hunter... Hunter says to him that he doesn't think it's a good idea for Fitz to try and open the portal in order to bring uh, Simmons' boyfriend guy from that other planet home. His name is uh, Will Daniels. And he mentions oh, help, helping the competition who kept Simmons warm for a few months with fire. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a like, great little exchange. because, And, and he also asked him like, um, how much did Fitz know about this guy. Which you kind of see Fitz going, yeah, I don't really know anything about him. But Fitz is just trying to be a good guy, which he's a ridic- being a ridiculously good guy. I think a lot of people in his situation wouldn't be so helpful towards it, but um, Fitz is like the best friend of all time <laughs> in in this circumstance. And if Fitz then asks Hunter, why are you here? And Hunter's like, well, he's benched and he wants to offer his expertise elsewhere. Go away, Hunter. You might as well have just shooed him away. It's like it's like when 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 your dog comes up to you and you just want them want them to leave you alone. <laughs> He's like an excited puppy wanting yep. wanting something to do. A lost puppy. Oh, yeah, a lost puppy. Yeah. 
so yeah, um, Daisy, uh, Daisy then meets with Andrew and asks him why Lash didn't kill her. Uh, she tells him that she saw him transform, but well, just the shadow transformation thing anyway. And he mentions that Lincoln might be able to help. Uh, they don't con- manage to continue their conversation, however, because Mac has a crazy theory, which is my theory from two weeks ago, which is that Banks is Lash. So he clearly listened to the show two weeks ago. Yep. And um, basically, they they make a plan to tail Lash, and Hunt- Hunter pops his head around the door and is like, "Please, can I drive? Please." <laughs> and they 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 so they reluctantly accept Hunter's driving. <laughs> They didn't really need him to drive, but they might as well give him something to do. Now, on uh, the Grand Cayman Islands, Bobby and May go undercover to a safe deposit box place. Um, May uses Bob- Bobby as a translator, basically. And, um, May is... Uh, I think she's playing like a sort of Chinese businesswoman type role with yeah. uh, Bobby as her, her translator or escort. Close enough. Uh, there are- Some rich Chinese woman. Yeah. Their uh, their fake IDs that Fitz made for them to check out, and they managed to get into the the vault and access one of the boxes, the safe deposit boxes. Uh, Bobby puts this kind of little device thing into it, and then puts it back, and it sort of blows open all the other locks somehow, which is quite a cool little gadget. And they open uh, box number thirty eight, which was uh, I believe it was Strucker's box because there was yep. a passport with his uh, picture in it. Yep. However, by doing this, they trigger an alarm and the vault then gets locked down. Um, the the manager of the of the vault and a couple of security guards come in and they're like, "What is what's going on here?" Um, May tells Bobby in Mandarin basically to that she take the one on the left and Bobby can take the one on the right and they're basically going to attack. However, Bobby's got another plan, which is to offer him a job and if. Uh, Fitz is uh, listening to the conversation and uh, feeding back information to Bobby on her. It's kind of like Google Glasses, isn't it? Yes. And he's he pulls up information on the uh, manager of this uh, safe deposit box place and feeds it back to Bobby in order for her to basically try to lie their way out of the situation without uh, getting arrested or having to beat anyone up. However, uh, one the and the information they pull up seems to be very relevant and. Uh, they pull it up very quickly, so Fitz's Google skills are impeccable. <laughs> However, one of the guards kind of starts to unholster his gun and May decides, nah, screw this, we're going with my plan, and they knock out the guards and the deposit box manager and manage to escape. Um, Hunter, Mac and Daisy wait for Banks to go to his car, and they do, some, they do a little bit of research on him. It turns out he was discharged from the Marines with cause, which I assume means he did something bad while he was in the Marines. He probably decked his superior officer or something like that, judging by his character. Yes, he, 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 he is not a good guy. <laughs> he was also part of an elite anti-alien task force after the Battle of New York, which... Kind of what said to me, well, like, if why would he be hunting down aliens if he's an inhuman? And again, like, why would he want to be part of Roslyn's thing if he was an alien himself? But he could just be using that as a as a good cover because it would be a good cover. Like, uh, there's no way he's an alien. He's on the anti-alien task force. <laughs> True. 
uh, Hunter uh, tries offering helpful insights, which are not helpful at all. And they, uh, Mac and Hunter start to argue. But they, they get interrupted because Banks comes out and leaves in his car. So they tail him at a safe distance. Uh, Coulson and Rosalind then arrive at Rosalind's own house. And it turns out the emergency was that her house has been broken into, but the intruder was kind of scared, was scared off basically by her uh, her intruder alert system, I think they said it was. Or sophisticated alarm system. I don't know what it entailed because it was not sounding when, when she got there. But the, the cops are there and they look around the place with her. And I, I, I can't remember if they said, like, if she noticed anything was stolen at that point. Like, I, I was in, in Colson's boat and didn't notice that. Uh, yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, Colson, uh, Colson uh, mentions, uh, Colson kind of starts to poke around and have a look and see, like, what her possessions are and stuff like that. And so, so says to, uh, I think it's one of the other cops, it's, they are, oh, you can tell a lot about women from her books. And uh, when he looks at her books, he says, okay, I didn't know there were this many biographies on of Margaret Thatcher. <laughs> <laughs> Which, uh, I, you probably know who Margaret Thatcher is. I know is, Margaret Thatcher is. Just, just for the listeners, she's a, a former British Prime Minister uh, who was an asshole. Like, everyone in Scotland hated her because she screwed over uh, the Scottish people, basically. Do, okay. we, we do not like her up here. Okay. <laughs> But yeah, um, Rosalind also has brand new furniture and has this signed baseball bat, which when Rosalind comes back in the room, uh, she tells Coulson not to touch her stuff. She's like, don't touch my stuff. He's poking around a bit too much for her liking. But I mean, it does seem kind of suspicious that she's got this signed baseball bat in plain sight and it's especially because it's signed and stuff you would think you would have it on a wall or whatever i don't know what, quite what he's thinking is with this and the fact that she's got brand new furniture was, everything is a, brand new yeah like it's everything's brand new it seemed a little bit suspicious but we'll, we'll come we'll come back to that later um then see banks pulling over whilst uh hunter daisy and mac are tailing him and he gets out of his car to take a phone call, which is incredibly road safe of him. <laughs> Most people would just put it on their Bluetooth headset or speakerphone <laughs> or something, you know. But but not Banks. No, he's incredibly road safe and stops in order to put his full attention on the call. Um, Daisy and Mac wait and discuss what to do next. However, Hunter has a plan. Oh, no. Hunter uh, leaves the van, puts on a bandana over his face, walks <laughs> right up to Banks and just ices him. <laughs> Kidnaps him and puts him in the back of the van. Uh, Hunter's plan is basically to test his blood for inhuman markers. Uh, and Mac and Daisy, are, they want to scold him for uh, his uh, rashness, but it's actually a good plan. <laughs> but they, uh, they mention that they don't have the equipment there to draw his blood. It's all back at the lab. Luckily, Hunter has the equipment to draw the blood. His fists. <laughs> <laughs> he just punches the guy right in the face and uh, yep, there's some blood. Which, uh, there's yep, a reason no. we love Hunter. Yeah, absolutely. It's because he has a small anger issue, as he puts it. <laughs> but I, I, I liked his, his plan here. He'd, he'd been mm. kind of like a, a uh, like a lost puppy this episode, but he's like, mm, I can do something here. And he gets a plan and he pulls it off with great effect. 
Uh, we then see back at the Shield HQ, Simmons meeting with Andrew, and she kind of gives him a little bit of a counselling session and regurgitates his own words back at him. And he mentions that having a PhD makes people underestimate how strong they really are, which is interesting. Um, Daisy then calls and asks Simmons to analyse Banks' blood sample, which she sends over. And Daisy Mack and Hunter examine Banks' stuff. Uh, he turns out he shops at Costco, which is kind of, Costco is like a supermarket, isn't it? It's a warehouse store. Um, oh, so like a, a cash and carry type thing then? Okay, I'll take your word for that. Yeah, it's, like you know. You buy, you buy bulk stuff? Yes, there. stuff in bulk. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we have we have those over there. Like we we call them cash and carries. Okay. There's one I don't know if you have over there. It's one of the kind of big ones here. Macro. No. No. That's that's one of the kind of big ones over here. But yeah, he shops at Costco, which I don't know is is that detrimental to his character? Like. <laughs> no, well, there's nothing wrong with Costco. No. <laughs> I, I can't see. I have a membership. Okay. <laughs> I have one to BJ's as well, which is the other one. Okay. <laughs> but um, Hunter kind of looks through his phone and he's got no selfies on his phone which apparently makes him boring <laughs> I don't have any selfies on my phone like I don't know about you Chip do you take many selfies when you're not wearing venom, cool venom <laughs> <laughs> no I'm not most of my pictures I have somebody else take them for me I'm still kind of old school when it comes to that yeah like I'll take pictures of, of other people like yeah. Like my wife, my daughter, and like my dog and stuff like that. Like, I tend not to take pictures of myself unless someone is taking a picture of me. <laughs> right. I'm not. I'm not a selfie type person either. <laughs> but yeah, um, Hunter says, "Well, no selfies on his phone." He's pretty boring, apart from the fact that he might be a giant inhuman guy who blows holes in people's chests. And he gets a he gets a text at this point, and I have oh. something to talk about at parties, right? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> And uh, Hunter kind of throws the phone down like, oh, I didn't do it. And uh, Max like, it's a phone, Hunter. Come on, we know you didn't do it. And so he got this text and uh, the text said, subject en route to Endotex. And it, there was n no number attached to the sender. Uh, Daisy looks up Endotex and turns out there's a place called Endotex Labs in Gatorsburg and they plan to go and investigate it. Uh, they, they leave uh, Banks knocked out in his own car. <laughs> They know where to find him if uh, he does turn out to have the inhuman uh, markers in his in his DNA. It kind of reminded me of. Do you remember what they used to do to Glenn Talbot? Yes. They would, they would kidnap him yes. and knock him out and then leave him in his car somewhere, <laughs> like in his underwear or something. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> now back over at Rosalind's place. Rosalind has had her driver pick up DJs for uh, her and Colson to have for dinner. Now we don't have DJs over here. Is DJs worth going to? I don't even know what DJ's is. I think it's a made-up oh, okay. thing for the show. Okay, but it's on, apparently it's Colson's favorite food, and it looked like it might be like burgers or something like that. Yeah. And um, Colson notices that uh, Rosalind's computer is still there, as are a couple of big-time art pieces, and he mentions that it's unusual for thieves to break in and not take anything. And he thinks that she might have staged this break-in in order to like gain sympathy uh, to give... For him to give her more sympathy or to delay him from going to see the base. And she thinks that he may have had someone break into her apartment because he knew that she would be out. <laughs> Which is kind of like incredibly paranoid of both of them. Yeah. And uh, he, he mentions that she 
he thinks that she's worth she's working him because the the baseball bat that's there is worth over seven thousand dollars because it has these signatures on it of people who I don't know who they are. <laughs> uh, some of the greatest baseball players of all time. <laughs> okay, well, you can tell we don't have we don't have baseball here. <laughs> Yeah, you You're going to hate this week's B team. <laughs> uh, he also mentions that DJ's is uh, his, favorite, uh, his favorite food. And he basically thinks that she's delaying him. And, she's, and he wants to go and see the base. And she's like, okay, dinner is off the table and in the bin. And it's off to see the facility. The wonderful facility of Rosalind. Um, Fitz, meanwhile, has managed to work out that Von Strucker is in Lisbon. Um, May thinks that Bobby's hiding behind the the tests, and and she's uh, I don't know if she's quite ready to be back in the field mentally, physically. She's fine, but she's not come. Doesn't seem to come terms with what happened to her with Ward mentally. May tells uh, her to else. put her big girl panties on. Yeah, basically she says next time talking their way out might not be an option. Over at the Hydra base, uh, Kibo, Ward's second in command, has returned and hands a phone over to Ward. It's the uh, the American guy who was with Von Strucker earlier on. And now this guy is apparently the one that all the others were afraid of before him. So Ward is not afraid of this guy. Uh, he doesn't know who he is, but he's not afraid of him. Oh, Ward seems to know who he is. Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, I know who he is as well. We'll get to that in just one second. Okay. Um, this guy offers Ward redemption. And Ward says, no thanks. I don't need redeeming. <laughs> the guy's like, oh, I think you do. And basically, he kind of calls Ward out for using Von Sch- uh, Werner Von Strucker too early. And he's now become a liability. And Ward can't really argue with that. So, However, the guy tells Ward where he is. And... Ward's like, okay, well, what do you want in return? And the guy says, uh, sometimes you sacrifice a player to save the game, which is a great line. And he also says, uh, just remember when I come calling that I chose a side. Now, just to sidetrack for a brief moment, whilst we, so we can discuss this guy. Mm-hmm. Now, this guy, this guy was in a previous Marvel Cinematic Universe movie. Well, it's Powers Booth. I believe. He, no, no, he was in the Avengers, the first Avengers movie. Okay. He is one of the members of the World Security Council. Oh, interesting. And his, his name is uh, Gideon Malik. And I'll send you a, a picture of the specific scene that he is in right now in the chat. There you go. So... He is the guy who ordered the nuke to be sent to New York. Okay. So that that guy is the one that wanted to nuke New York. <laughs> well, we knew that Hydra had infiltrated the quote-unquote World Security Council. Yep, absolutely. And, I, I mean, the, the actor's name, I believe, is Powers Booth. I, th- I think you. I think you're right. Yeah, and like when he when he popped up, I was like, I've seen this guy mm-hmm. somewhere before, and it took me like a few minutes to realize that uh, he is the dad of what's her name, uh, the lead character in Nashville. Yes. Um, I, f- I forget her 
I forgot. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Well, but yeah, yeah, he's he's an Adelaide character in Nashville, and I'm like, do you know, I've seen him somewhere else before. And my wife's like, yeah, I think he's in something else. And I'm like, I think he's popped up in the MCU. He so was in it, uh, what, Deadwood too. Yeah. If you ever but, saw yeah, that. So, um, I've seen a couple of episodes, but I, I don't. I definitely didn't recognize him from that. But yeah, going and digging, uh, he was in fact in. Uh, he was in the Avengers movie as one of the members of the World Security Council, which is a cool callback because I mean that movie is a few years ago now, mm-hmm. and it's it's really cool to see <laughs> to see like little Easter eggs like this crop up when you're not expecting them, because I did not have a clue that this guy would show up in the episodes and. Like I said, it wasn't exactly, uh, they weren't exactly singing from the rooftops about it or anything like that. I mean, you know, it's not Robert Downey Jr., but still, it's a cool kind of callback, and it does tie into the whole S.H.I.E.L.D. is Hydra, and Hydra has infiltrated the highest levels of S.H.I.E.L.D., and obviously the World Security Council as well. And Powers Booth is a fairly significant and well-known actor. Mm -hmm. Believe it or not, but... Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's a good actor. Yeah. And I don't think this is the, the last we'll see of him. Oh scene. hell no! Like he's gonna he's gonna crop up later on in, in conjunction with uh, with Ward. And uh, I, I wasn't quite sure on like what he was talking about with regards to like choosing a side and stuff like that. I wouldn't like I kind of thought at first like maybe he was talking about like the Civil War type stuff. But being that I wouldn't imagine that Ward is gonna choose Captain America or Iron Man's side during the Civil War. <laughs> I don't think it's related to that. I would say you're safe with that. Yeah. But yeah, really cool little little callback there and did, did not expect that. So well, well done if you spotted that. <laughs> so we then uh, get getting back to the episode. Uh, Mac, Daisy and Hunter find this uh, Endotex facility. Uh, they discover that it's heavily guarded and it's probably a front for the ATCU like they suspected. There's, there's not really a way in, so they decide to use one of Fitz's drones, which Daisy has stolen. <laughs> Fitz uh, doesn't think it's ready yet, which is stupid because it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, if Fitz doesn't think it's ready, if Fitz is a smart guy, then it's probably not ready. And I, I was like, this, it's gonna, she's going to crash it. It's, it's going to crash. So Some, gonna, yeah, gonna... something's going to go wrong because that's what <laughs> yeah. you expect to happen in a, ce- in a scene like that when you steal tech that's not ready for field use. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, so they then get the word back from Simmons, however, that she has analyzed Banks' blood, and it turns out that he is not inhuman. He doesn't have any inhuman markers in his DNA, so he is not Lash. I was wrong. <laughs> oh, big surprise. That's not <laughs> news. Yeah, I know. Um, Fitz, <laughs> Fitz then at this point tells Simmons that the dozens of simulations that he's been running are not working. And However, he does mention that the monolith was just one option, though there are other avenues that they can kind of investigate. And they also mention that it's one of the oddest situations, even for them. And it's kind of a, a sad little moment between them. And Simmons then leaves, and Fitz, it turns out, has been doing some research into, well, presumably after uh, what Hunter said about him, like how... He doesn't really know anything about this guy, and his character and whatnot. And if he's, like, because, I mean, he could have been put on a front the whole time to Simmons because she didn't have any internet to Google him <laughs> where they were. 
But anyway, he's been doing some research and he's pulled up some newspaper articles and things like that. And there's a newspaper article that says he's a hometown hero, Will Daniels, and about his mission overview and stuff like that. So, I mean, he seems like a pretty straight-up guy, yeah. um, which is, is how he portrayed himself on the, the planet. So he seems like a, a good guy. He's not as good as Fitz, though. <laughs> um, Hunter still thinks that Banks is kind of shifty, so they decide to investigate the uh, the facility whilst they're there. This is um, Mac, Daisy, and Hunter. Uh, they won't... Uh, so Daisy pilots in the drone, and the uh, people guarding the facility won't see it because it's got cloaking tech built into it, which is pretty cool. Um, you, you, that's the point when, when this really happens that you'll start to... Really worry about drones. <laughs> How do you know they're not already out there, Andy? We can't see them. I know. There's a <laughs> one behind me right now. <laughs> but yeah, so Daisy pilots in the drone and it observes a cargo being unloaded. Turns out it's an inhuman in a box who is in stasis or, or something like that. It looks like they're encased in a kind of orange gel type thing. Uh, Daisy then pans the drone around and sees Rosalind and Coulson observing the unloading. However, they can't hear the conversation because there's too much background noise, not too far away. They need a better microphone on the drone. <laughs> that's, what, that's what Fitz was meaning. It's not ready. <laughs> so, um, Matt kind of tries to defend Coulson's actions, but uh, Daisy is having none of it and says that there's no way we are working with the ATCU now. She's not happy. I mean that that whole stuff could tie into the civil war and like the, we could end up with some sort of division within the team, which would be an interesting dynamic to take. That'd be very cool. Mm. So Daisy then brings the dwarf back so that they're not discovered, and we see Rosalind giving Coulson the tour. <laughs> uh, Coulson mentions that it looks like a horror movie, and she kind of tells him that the. And humanity is basically an illness and that they're working on a cure. And she also says that they're close to putting together a cure, which is kind of yeah. interesting. And she says, like, basically what she's doing here is that it's like putting someone into a medically induced coma until they can make them better, which makes complete sense. Like, because these people are are dangerous to either themselves or their, their loved ones and things like that. But you would like to hope that these people volunteered to be put in the coma like this. <laughs> They were given a choice, but I don't think they were. <laughs> it's like, right, Good point. You know, locking, locking you up until such time as we can fix you. But, I mean, I would like to at least think that they questioned them and said, okay, you can have this option. We're working on a cure. We're getting there. Like, we'll put you in stasis until such time as we can cure you. Might, might be six months, might be a year, but you'll be fine in a wee while. <laughs> You're getting the Walt Disney treatment. Yeah, basically. <laughs> So, uh, Coulson then at this point realizes that she has lost someone at some point and uh, asks her if they were a big baseball fan. She tells him that it was her her husband, uh, but it wasn't to to this like in humans or in the field. Uh, he was he was a doctor, I think she said, and he died of cancer. Cardiologist. And a cardiologist. Well, well. Yeah, doctor. Uh, and she says that she wishes she could have done something like this for him. Um, she also says that she is human, as is Coulson. But if he tells anyone that she said that, she'll find his base and blow it up. <laughs> and she also mentions that she does maybe want him to like her. He's like, oh, good. <laughs> so 
We then cut over to uh, Ward's uh, second in command, Mr. Kibo, torturing Werner von Strucker in a penthouse when Bobby and me bust in. Uh, he Werner's kind of strung up and he's all, all covered in blood and battered and bruised. And when they come in, he's he kind of goes, oh shit, and stabs Werner in the stomach with a knife. And May takes out some of the goons inside whilst the... Uh, some of the guns that are kicking about as Hydra, you need some guns just so that Shield has something to fight. Whilst uh, Bobby uh, chases a couple others outside and takes them out before uh, fighting Kibo. Um, Bobby, Bobby and Kibo have quite a cool little fight in the pool, and he, he almost manages to kind of to to drown her, but she manages to recover and hop out of the pool. And he mentions that he's taken down men three times her size. And he says, what makes her think that she can beat him? <laughs> she, tells, she just says, experience. And she uses her uh, batons to shock the pool and uh, presumably kill him, you would think? Uh, I'm going to guess that that wasn't strong enough to kill him. No? No, I'm going yeah, to guess that uh, he's going to survive that. But I mean, probably a, at least a disabled guy, yeah. him for a bit. Mm. So at least at least knocks him out anyway. We'll we'll probably find out in due course. They, they, he's either dead or they'll have captured him. So meanwhile, Werner tells me that he tried to kill Andrew, but he didn't know that he would change into that thing. You're like, what thing? Now in Werner's version of events. Andrew transforms into Lash. Okay, so I, I I couldn't quite tell, but I don't think he was lying because he's dying, he's got nothing to lose. He seemed pretty genuine and he seemed scared. <laughs> um, so we, we see the kind of version of Venom's events that Andrew transformed into Lash and he killed the Hydra guys before then turning back into Andrew and setting the place on fire. And Werner then asks what he is, and May says, oh, I don't know. Now, um, I just want to call back to the actual transformation. I didn't like the CGI on his face. It didn't look the same as the uh, the physical makeup. Yeah. Which, it was really kind of weird, and like I felt it was a wee bit jarring. It kind of took me out at the moment. But it is like a kind of flashback, so you can kind of let it go. But I do think they could have done a slightly better job of that. Or even just like, they could have just not showed his face transforming. Like, because they, they did start to show it, like, where his, his skin was bulging and that. That was fine. But then when they actually got to the full CGI transformation, like, his face looked totally different from the makeup. Yeah. I like the rubber suit but, better. Oh, yeah. The rubber suit was way better. Like, it looks way more badass than, than the CG. But yeah, um, then in the after credits, uh, we see Daisy calling Lincoln, who is who he says is who says he's safe as houses, which was a great expression. Um, but he's not; he won't tell her where he is, and they end the call before it's traceable. Um, after she finishes the call, she bumps into Andrew in the corridor, who asks her about if it was Lincoln on the phone, and asks, "Oh, where is Lincoln? He would be he would be much safer here." And she says that she'll let him know when he tell when Lincoln tells her where he, where he is, and that's the end of the episode. So, so what what did you think of the episode overall? 
Wasn't there an after credit scene? Yeah. Oh no, that was the. Yeah, after that that scene. was it. Yeah. Um. Didn't see the Andrew twist. Um, my, my wife and I were talking about it afterwards and, she, uh, you know, she was here, well, that must be, you know, kind of what happened or has he been that all along? And I'm guessing that he probably takes fish oil supplements. Yeah, probably does. Yeah. And I mean, remember how he said that, um, remember how he went, he just left me Yeah. and went off. Mm-hmm. It probably happened, probably happened then. And that's why he left, mm-hmm. and like he hasn't got to explain it to her yet. <laughs> I mean, how do you explain that to her? Well, not, you know, maybe that's what he was going to talk to her about, you know, before mm-hmm. uh, the grocery store blew up. Yep. He and May were, you know, uh, working on getting together to have a talk. Yep. Maybe, well, he, he he was. She yeah. wasn't. <laughs> yeah, I th- but I think she was coming around to that too. I mean, yeah. Uh, but so they never got to have their talk. Maybe he was going to explain it there. Um, but as my wife points out, so has you know has he always been hunting in humans, and why would he start uh, hunting them now? You know when he when he was exposed to the fish oil, which I didn't have a good explanation for. So, no, I mean the only thing that I could think of was that maybe he's re- hunting them to try and recruit them for Daisy's team, and like he is killing all the ones that aren't worthy just because he's angry, and any ones that aren't worthy, so they are worthy. Sorry, such as Daisy or. Um, I don't know about Lincoln. It's hard to hard to tell with him. Although he was hunting Lincoln as well, because he showed up and tried to kill Lincoln. So, so is he, he going to try and kill uh, Joe? Quite. There's every chance. Yeah, there's every chance. But I mean, he's presumably Joe is kicking around the shield base somewhere, and he hasn't tried to kill him as of yet, so far as we know. You know, so far her team has no members. Well, they have no no powered members. They have Mac and right, well. but I mean, you know, she's supposed to be gathering a team of Inhumans, and so far, she's the only Inhuman on the team. Mm. And we're six episodes deep, and we've got yep. no no backup. <laughs> I mean, she needs to get someone on her team pronto, just to even just even to help her a little bit. So I mean, oh. the the show hasn't. Uh, fortunately, the show hasn't turned into what I feared in the Freak of the Week uh, thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but you said you noticed 14 minutes in, you came up with it was Andrew. How would you do that? Yep. Well, as soon as I saw him, I was like, that's not Andrew. It's a clone. It's a, it's a scroll. It's a shapeshifter. There's no way that's him because he did not survive the, uh, the explosion. And... And especially because he was so unscathed, and obviously, and and he said he only just managed managed to get out of the door in time. Now, if you take that to mean the front door, then it's a lie because we we saw the explosion, and he definitely did not come out the front door because Werner ran out the front door, and it basically immediately after that the building exploded. So there's no way he came out the front door. You could assume that he came out the back door, maybe, but. I would have thought he would be in a much worse state than he was in. Certainly not as compass mentis anyway. 
so that raised a red flag for me immediate, immediately. And then at the point where Mac said, oh, it must be Banks, was the point I went, it's not Banks, it's Andrew. It just kind of dro- twigged on me, and I, like I turned and said to my wife, Andrew's lash. And I was right. Now, uh, I can't prove this to you, Chip. <laughs> and you, I know you'll never, ever believe me. but Nobody's ever going to believe you, Andy. <laughs> But yeah, it was like 14 minutes into the episode. And I was like, yes, I, I, I got one right. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, when it when it came to pass that, uh, that he was indeed Lash. Because I thought it was just me coming up with another crazy theory. But yeah, quite, quite a twist. Good, I um, have you doubting yourself now. I know. I I've know. won. <laughs> quite a twist, though. Um, like after last week's episode, well, after two weeks ago's episode anyway, I didn't even think we'd see Andrew again. So no. to have him come back and to have him be Lash was quite quite a twist. And they pretty much, I mean, they pulled a Marvel red hearing. I mean, all the ads said after the death of her husband, yeah, May, yeah. May is <laughs> resurrected sure or whatever. You know, something. Uh, so I mean, they were telling us that Andrew was dead, mm-hmm. and you know, we we I remember we were kind of bummed about it. Mm, yep. Because we thought, you know, yeah, we're we're talking. You know, he's a decent character. How can you just uh, waste a talent like that? You know, but I mean, they have wasted talent before. They, you know, they killed off Zena's mom in two episodes. Trip as well. Like I, I like Trip. Well, but yeah, but Trip at least had time to grow as a character and was on for a season and a half or so. Um, and yes, while I still think it sucks that they killed Trip because he he was a cool character, you know, at some point you got to kill off somebody to keep the show, um, grounded, I guess might be the word to use, but, um, and I think as well to give the team like some kind of gravitas to fight for as well, like to get revenge and, and that sort of stuff. But, you know, the, the fact that they went... This way was kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, and, and I, I don't know where you go with that. I mean, it brings up so many different questions in terms of you know, how long has he been Lash? How long has he been hunting in humans? Why is he hunting in humans? Um, you know, where are they going with this? Because once the team finds out that he's Lash, which you kind of, well, which they kind of know already now. Well, yeah, May certainly knows. May, and it, yeah. I don't think that's something she's going to keep to herself. She'd either confide in Coulson or confront Andrew about it herself. Yeah, I think she's going to confront uh, Andrew. Yeah. Um, where do you, I, it's going to be interesting to see where that goes. Um, in terms of the episode itself, I liked, as my wife says, uh, the sparring match between uh, May and Bobby. She goes, so, she said something to me like, sorry, not the pillow fight you were hoping for. <laughs> um so, uh, which I thought was pretty cool, but um, you know, I liked that fight, and I liked, I liked Bobby getting back into the th- to the mix of things. 
Mm-hmm. I think she's done something to her hair. I just didn't like it this episode. Um, but uh, the I did. I mean, I did enjoy the fight. I did enjoy watching her basically get her sea legs back, and I like the way she took care of Kibo. I thought that was kind of cool. Yep, she looks very cool, like twirling the batons around mm-hmm. and that, and uh, back back in her. Uh, or shield fighting outfit, as you would call it. I don't know what a jumpsuit you would call it. You can go with jumpsuit. Uh, yeah. The thing that I kind I was kind of pissed at May though. Mm-hmm. Because I thought uh, Bobby's idea with the bank security was absolutely brilliant. And I mean, you are a covert government agency that is trying not to uh, attract attention yeah on a secret mission and mm-hmm. you, especially when you're undercover like that um, you don't want to blow your cover and if you can like maintain your cover mm-hmm. then by all by all means do it and like uh, she had a great idea and mm-hmm. like it kind of looked like it was going to work and mm-hmm. if she just wait I think if May had just waited a f- like maybe 10-15 more seconds she would have been able to pull it off and the guy would have, the the other guard would have went, um, okay, okay, these people aren't a threat. Yeah, I mean, when the guard started going for her, his gun, uh, May got, uh, twitchy. Twi- yeah, twitchy. I like that. <laughs> twitchy, twitchy works. So, I mean, and you kind of understand where she's, why she did what she did. But, um, so, but I did like, the Bobby scenes, like I said, I wasn't. I thought May was a little too gung ho, but that's May. Mm-hmm. And, and she that would have been hu- has... that—that's that, more of a hunter move, I guess. Oh yeah, absolutely. But she, I mean, if you think about it, like she thinks that Ward has just tried to kill her, mm-hmm. uh, her ex-husband, who she obviously still has a, a lot of feelings for and things, and she is out for out for blood. And although mm-hmm. she's undercover, she does. She is a bit kind of more on edge than she normally is at this point. But I, I do definitely agree with you that they should have stuck with Bobby's plan because I think it would have worked. So, all right. So, what did you think, Andy? Uh, I, th- I thought it was a pretty good episode. Um, like last week, I had, I had the disappointment of that episode. Although it was a it was a good episode, it was very, very, very different from mm-hmm. the other episodes. This one, we're we're back to back to usual shoot stuff, and it's good good for them to get back to this sort of thing. I you know, you, know s- you and I are, I think, the only two that get gave last week's episode. A, it was good. It was all right. <laughs> Everybody else gushed about it, and I, 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 I still can't gush about it. I, I look at it and I think, yeah, it was, it was a good episode. It was all right. <laughs> Do you know, I, I think I would have gushed about it if it turned out to all have been in Simmons' head, and like this guy never existed. Oh, that would. No, 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 I know. No, that's a little I'm too. Not, uh, I'm not saying little... that that is. That that's my theory because uh, because we saw the mm-hmm. scene after credits last week where the guy was on the planet on his own. Mm-hmm. That's clearly not what not what's happened happened there. Um, but it just made me sad for very sad for Fitz and <laughs> it made it like I said last week. It made it hard for me to enjoy the remainder of that episode. But I did I did like it overall, apart from the Fitz heartbreak. But yeah, this episode was was good. Um, 
cool twist. Like we didn't really see that coming from what's happened no. so far in the season. But they have like like we've just said, they have sowed the seeds for it with Andrew disappearing from me and stuff like that. So I mean, we should have picked up on that chip. <laughs> um, the, I no, I I mean it's <laughs> it, it, this was well, they, really way out of left field. Yeah, they did tell us that that Andrew was dead. So mm-hmm. usually, when they've told told us a character is dead before, pretty much they've stayed dead, with the exception of Coulson. Yeah. So I so I I, I did enjoy the episode. the The twist certainly drove the episode home and made it into a a woe moment. Yep. And. Uh, you know, it, it shows that they really are uh, basically taking the brakes off this show and just going completely uh, crazy this year. Yeah. Um, I'm, I don't know if I like the fact that Andrew is Lash. I have a lot of issues with it. Um, it, it they're going to have to – they have a lot of splaining to do, I guess, is the best way to put it at this <laughs> point. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we definitely need to uh, hear more about his motivations, probably from his own mouth, because um, from from what we've seen of Andrew so far, he doesn't seem like the sort of character that would want to go off and mm-hmm. kill a bunch of Inhumans or kill anyone, really. He seems like a nice guy. Although, I mean, he does have the whole thing with me having had to kill the Inhuman little girl before, remember? So that might have affected him. That's a stretch, but all right. We yeah. we hopefully we get some explanations in the next uh, uh, episode or two. Mm. So we got a lot of stuff to read, Andy. Yes. <laughs> um, let's get to the twitters first. Yeah. All right. I got the twitters up. Uh, let's see. Uh, okay, first we start with Josh Laney wanted, wondered how we got an hour and 48, 46 minutes out of last week's episode since there really wasn't much to talk about. Well, you've heard it now. I think, well, we probably did at least a half hour, 40 minutes of news. And my wife was wondering what the hell we did at the end after we had finished the episode for another 20 minutes. So... A lot of it was reading Twitters and Facebooks. I mean, this is awesome. Andy and I have been doing video game podcasts now. I'm on my sixth or seventh year, and Andy's been on it for, what, three or four years? We never get this type of response on our shows. (laughs) We don't get get this many Twitters or Facebook messages uh, for either show. No, I mean, we're talking like maybe one or two a week. Like, and I think you guys would be much the same. Yeah, I mean, we don't, we look, it's like, yeah, nothing to read, move on. Um, <laughs> we do have, we do have, a, we do do our shows live, though, so we do get interaction from the live chats. Yeah. So, but uh, keep it coming, guys. This is great. Oh, um, absolutely, yeah. We, we love your, uh, your theories yes. that you come up with. <laughs> My, I think this is my favorite tweet ever from Timothy Hernandez. Why are there crazy chip theories? Everything Chip says is gold. 
<laughs> oh, that's a, a great tweet. Yeah, yeah and it's so so true. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure my wife will agree with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, let's see, James Warren. Uh, this is on this week's episode. I did not see that coming. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he sent another one. Oh, what an ass. Did not care for his character a whole lot before. Now I have a good reason. <laughs> I guess he's talking about Andrew. Because, yeah. yeah, Andrew is kind of a tool character. I mean, you he, uh, I can't remember. Blair Underwood is the, the actor. Mm-hmm. Another guy who's been in TV and movies for decades now and is a fairly uh, significant actor. And usually, you know, he kind of plays the cool Billy D. Williams, Lando Calrissian-style character. And this time, it's more of a mature uh, doctor role. And he's kind of come off wooden up to now. But, you know, he's kind of playing a very clinical psychologist. And, yeah, he's a bit of a stiff. So seeing this... So basically, any character that is a sti- that uh, seems to be a stiff on S.H.I.E.L.D., he's the bad guy. Because mm-hmm. we thought Ward was a, a very wooden character. That's true, yeah. And they, they managed to uh, fill us with him as well. Yeah. Um, James Warren also, it's kind of a three-part tweet here. Mm. Well, at least this is starting to come together as to the inhuman storyline. I think Fitz is totally lying to Simmons. I just don't get that vibe from Fitz. But, well, he has a little bit, like, because he was keeping the whole thing of him looking into Will's background a secret. Um, and it could be that he is just saying that the simulations aren't working just to just till he manages to figure out if Will is uh, a suitable suitor for Simmons, shall we say? <laughs> yeah, to see if he's worthy of her. I mean, I mean that's understandable because he has like they have been best friends for years and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. from the research he's been doing, it does seem to be that he is a good and upstanding guy. Mm-hmm. So I would, I think Fitz will work it out next week or the week after how to get Portal back to. Damn, whether what happens when when or if they get back there, who knows? But is that the mid-season finale? You think? It could very well be. Yeah. Dealing with I just the, hope that, the planet thing. I just hope that someone else doesn't get stranded there because I think that would be a misstep to do that again. Because mm. we've, I mean, we've all we've already seen them like yeah. go to rescue Simmons, and we don't want like say Daisy to get stuck there, and then to have to go to rescue Daisy like that that would be annoying. Yeah, I, I I don't see that happening. I don't I don't I don't think they would go down that route. I think, but I I would like to know more about this planet. Mm. Oh, absolutely. So, all right. Uh, last tweet. This comes from Tim Hernandez. Since agents were following Andrew Garner, Coulson had to have known about Lash, right? No. I don't think so. I think, uh... Well, first of all, all the agents that were there died. Yeah, and there was only... I think there was only one agent. Yeah, one that we know of, yes. Yeah. 
So I, I don't think that's going to pan out because uh, he died. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think that there were some suspicions, not necessarily surrounding Andrew, because, I mean, it, it was conceivable that he would be in trouble. However, you don't know. I think that Coulson was maybe having him not, not necessarily tailed because, like, the guy wasn't, he didn't exactly look like a normal shopper. He looked like a shield agent that was there as an escort more than a sort of tail per se. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Like Andrew obviously knew about the tail. So if he was wanting to turn glass, he would have just uh, like shaken off the tail and gone and transformed somewhere else. But I think that Coulson has had some suspicions that something else was going on. And I, I kind of took that to be when he was telling Daisy to not tell... Uh, to keep off of Rosalind's radar, that was him trying to see if there was, say, like a mole within his own, uh, within the shield uh, department. Because obviously the research that Daisy was doing would be visible to shield people and not the ATCU people. So he was trying to work out whether or not Lash was in ATCU or shield. So I think he had some suspicions, but I don't think that he thought it was Andrew. No. So. All right, we got a couple of Facebook messages. Yes. And I know one came from Ben Harris. There we go. Oh, no, that's on my loot crate, which I did post a picture uh, of what came in the loot crate. What was that? That was last week. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I did hope that uh, it would be Venom-themed. The only problem is I was hoping for a Venom Funko Pop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the, the little the little thing you got was pretty cool. What the the little the, venom? Yeah, the little venom thing. The little venom keychain. Yeah, I mean, I'm not complaining, but you know, of all the Marvel characters and villains to get a Funko Pop of, Morpheus is not the one that I. Uh, he's not very high on my list. Mm, no. So, I'm not not a big fan of Morbius either. No. And I was like, mm, I'm kind of bummed about this. So, all right, moving on. Uh, so, Ben did send another uh, Facebook message. This one's a little longer. How about I get a message in before your show sh- starts this week? <laughs> Files Fitz had open about Will's show. He may be more of a scientific mind than he led Gemma to believe. It was all positive stuff, though. Hope Fitz isn't getting into Ant-Man Andy's mindset. <laughs> Stupid Hunter putting putting that in his head. <laughs> Speaking of Stupid Hunter, dude is flying off the handle. Think this is all setting up his leaving S.H.I.E.L.D. and starting the Mockingbird, who is badass in this app, and Hunter mm-hmm. series. Yeah, yeah, I'm... I, I, I see a lot of people leaving Shield. I oh anyway, I'm I don't know. This could be the last season, but they might be spinning it off into into other things. I also see Daisy on the verge of leaving. She hasn't been liking what she's seeing with Coulson and his secrets lately. This app did, this app didn't help at all. Reina Sonic did say that she she saw her. As the leader of the Inhumans, right? 
Mm-hmm. I still think that's to come. And finally, the reveal of Lash. Wow. I knew something went down in that store. Kid Von Strucker looked way too freaked out after, but obviously I didn't see that coming. Does Lash have a plan or motivation? Is he working for someone else? Great mouth dropping reveal. Loved it. Um, yeah, and I think he's echoing a lot of my thoughts of mm. what, you know, the, the, there's a lot of questions here. Yeah. I mean, I forgot about Reina's uh, vision of mm-hmm. uh, seeing Daisy as leader than humans. And I mean, every other vision that Reina had has come true. Yeah, and so, I, I, you know, I never doubted it, and you know, they at some point they're going to have to deal with that. Um, it, well, I mean, her her kind of visions were slightly interpretative. Mm-hmm. Um, this one, this one, I kind of see it as being like her as being a leader of an inhuman team, so like her secret warriors team with various inhumans on it. Yeah, that could be it too. That's a that's a good, uh, you know. That could be what Reyna saw, her leading the secret warriors. Mm. Which you know, to an extent, I gotta say, they really kind of left that storyline alone right now. Yeah, for the last couple of episodes, definitely. They, Hopefully, we get back to it. Like we were saying earlier, we definitely need to see. A recruiter to come into <laughs> come into the team sharpish. So, all right. Um, Chris had an awesome. Let me see if I can find it here. Uh, where did that go under? That was under messages. I hate I hate Facebook. <laughs> yeah, it's not very easy to find the messages <laughs> in the in the pages. There's yeah, it's in, impossible. Um, all right. I'm going to read the second half of his thing here. Hope you're having an awesome week. Give Andy an internet high five for me. And thanks, as always, for being two of the voices I most look forward to hearing every week. You guys are as important. You guys are as important a part of the MCU for me as the Avengers, and you <laughs> assemble way more often than them. Plus, you almost never create murderous death bots bent on destroying all humanity. So you've got them beat when it comes to that. Actually, I guess we have to let them know Andy mm. is actually a murderous death bot. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's your day job. <laughs> but yeah. Andy's day job is he's a murderous death bot. Yeah. Um, thanks, thanks, Chris. So, um, you know, uh, we love doing this show and have a blast doing it. And, uh, you know... We enjoy when we get we get uh, compliments like that. So, yeah, we, we, we thoroughly enjoyed reading reading that message earlier. <laughs> yeah, I was having a I was having a rough day, um, and uh, j- just crazy at work, and you know that something like that uh, really uh, helps uh, perk me up. Mm. So, all right, Andy, I think we're done here. Hmm. Andy, when you're not out off on one of your murderous death bot sprays, where can people find you? Yeah, so you can find me on a 42 level one trying not to murder Ali. <laughs> we that is a plan. bigger challenge than you, than people know. I know, I know. Because <laughs> uh, he can be an annoying little prick, especially <laughs> to you. 
Yeah. <laughs> he, he, he abuses you almost as much as I do. But I think I do He's... a better job of abusing you than he does. Yeah, you're more subtle about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He, he's gotten better over the years. Yes. <laughs> but, um, he yeah, stopped he, drinking, that, too, which probably helps. Yeah, for the most part. <laughs> I, think, I think it's because he mostly works now on a Wednesday, mm-hmm. so he, he, he can't <laughs> drink as much. Um, but yeah, you can find us uh, broadcasting live on allgames.com every Tuesday, 4.30 Eastern, 9.30 Greenwich Mean Time, 1.30 Pacific. And we, we talk all things TV shows, movies, um, mostly video games, and also a little bit about comics. Mm-hmm. Um, Ali was back this week, and he he, he seemed to thoroughly enjoy his uh, his trip to to Canada. So you can hear all about that on on this week's episode as well as well as our, our thoughts on Assassin's Creed Syndicate. And if you if you're not tuning in live on all games, you can find our episodes on Stitcher and iTunes as well as com. And I think I'm guest star. I'm going to guest host uh, in a couple of weeks. Nice, nice. Yes. It's been, been a while since you've been on, Chip. So we'll be glad glad to have you on. Yeah, I think, what is it, the 23rd, 24th? It's Thanksgiving week and I have it off. And nice. that, so I've already penciled in that I'm going to do 42 level one because I, I miss doing that with you guys. I don't have as much of an opportunity to get out early enough to get and do that. So, uh, but I'm, so I'm going to make a, make it a point of being there Thanksgiving week for, uh, cause I, I miss, I miss Allie. He's a pain in the ass, but I do miss uh, banter, the banter we have. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Um, all right. I can be found every Tuesday night on allgames.com, 9 p.m. Eastern, on the B Team podcast. We talk games, we talk tech, we talk television shows. And this week we talk baseball <laughs> for about a half hour. So, <laughs> uh, I might skip that bit, Chip. <laughs> well, just, I mean, basically one of my co-hosts, Fred Rojas, agent of crap, uh, <laughs> it lives in Kansas City. And the Kansas City Royals won the World Series uh, Monday night. So uh, he had a very interesting experience and take of living in a city where the where the World Series is, you know, the the home team won the series. So and what happened to the city after this happened? And we so we kind of got into that. It's not on baseball directly, it's more about the aftermath of the World Series and what it does to the hometown. <laughs> so uh and he and I just got into it because he is not a big sports fan or a big baseball fan and i've never lived in the town you know connecticut doesn't have a professional baseball team not major league at least so mm-hmm. it was um so it was an interesting talk but then we get into games mm-hmm. he 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 gives a very in-depth analysis of the new need for speed game mm-hmm. So nice. Check it out. All right. I think we're out of here, Andy. Yeah, I think we are. All right. Well, I'll see you next week. Well, you're not going to see the thing. Well, you already know the thing. <laughs> I don't need to say it.
Fuck it. Don't touch Lola. See you guys. Bye. <laughs> I wasn't sure if you were going to say it or not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, the, that was a great idea by Chris. So.